Okay, so we're going to discuss tonight um, another episode of uh, Exploring Amuna. Uh, tonight we're going to learn about Amuna and Mashiach. Uh, I think we may have discussed this once before in the series, but um, in light of the events that are taking place in the world, it sort of gains, it gives us a newer um, outlook, a new perspective on on, or a renewed perspective on Mashiach. Um, you know, I've seen uh, somebody showed me today that they asked Reb Chaim Kanievsky, um, what's the, uh, what do we do? Like right now, these times of, uh, of uncertainty, these times of war, um, it's really incredible what's going on right now in the world. It's, you know, something really unprecedented since the Second World War, this type of, uh, um, you know, whatever is taking place, uh, close to a million uh, refugees fleeing Ukraine and um, Russia bombing indiscriminately, you know, civilian, the whole world turning against uh, Russia. Um, it's, it's really unprecedented in our times. And you need a Das Taira to understand what to make of it. What do, what do we do with this? You just, it's definitely sending us messages. I mean, it's not... And that coupled with the fact that there are tens of thousands of Yidin that are stuck there, stranded there, fleeing their refugees. I mean, it's a real, a real Ace Saraliyakev. So, you know, you could either go about it like most of us do and say, listen, it's happening a whole world away from me. It's not Negei Ami, Baruch Hashem, I have food and I have, uh, I have a, a safe bed to sleep in. I have, uh, and, and we don't seem to be in any way at risk. So, you know, Bishri, I'll just go around about my business as usual and not concern myself with it. It's not my problem. It's somebody else's problem. And, uh, you know, let them deal with it. That's not the way a Yid is ever supposed to look at world events, but certainly not uh, world events on such a level, uh, you have to really start, firstly, you have to be interested in it, and it's important to uh, understand that this is of, of grave importance and severity to us. Uh, that's first of all, it's Negea to us, because we have we have Achena Bnei Yisrael that are in Saros, that alone is enough, but there's, there's obviously some Something doing in Shemayim, which obviously we don't we don't know exactly how to always read the tea leaves, but the G'dayli Yisrael do, and they ask Reb Chaim Kanievsky, what what does this mean? What do we do about this? And the answer that I saw that he gave is something an answer that I've seen him given give before previously in all these Esaras that there is a Chazal that says that Mayasa Adam. What should a person do to be spared from the Chevli Mashiach? When you have uh, the birth pangs of Mashiach, which is the period that we're in, which means that you know when a person has a baby, when a mother has a baby, it doesn't just come out. Before it comes out, there's a lot of pain and a lot of uh, contractions and labor, and it's very, very painful for a woman to have a baby. Before Mashiach comes, the Chazal say that there's also going to be something called Chevle Mashiach, which is the birth pangs of Mashiach. Mashiach doesn't just come like that. Mashiach, there has to be a lot of pain in the world before Mashiach could come. And, uh, and, and 
whether it's uh, Stam pain or it's the Mohammed's Gaigu Magaig. But whenever we're living, everybody agrees that the time that we're living in is definitely Yechevli Mashiach. It's definitely, you know, we can't say directly if certain events are Ikvis of the Mashiach, whether you hear Mashiach's footsteps or not. That's always controversial to say that. We're, that, all, that the era that we're in is definitely a time preceding Mashiach. That's a very safe thing to say. And so Reb Chaim says that, the Gemara says that, a person should be Isaac in learning and in Gemilas Chasadim. So he says a person should really be learning and davening. That's pretty much the Aveda today of, for us to do in response to this. We should be learning, we should be davening, uh, as we always should be, but we should probably redouble our efforts and do more of that if we can. But the takeaway from this is that that Reb Chaim Kanievsky, the God Ladar, is telling us that we're living in Chevli Mashiach and that the events that are taking place today are Mashiach event, events. These are things that it seems that they are somehow, some way, laying a foundation for Mashiach to come. Now, again, do we know if, it's gonna, if he's going to come uh, tomorrow? Is he going to come in a, in a month, in a year? We don't know. But we're supposed to believe that Mashiach is coming every single day. That's one of the Yud Gimel Ikrim is that every single day I'm supposed to await him. And I think the Briskrov used to say that it's not just once a day, it's B'chol Not just every day, but the entirety of the day. We're supposed to have on our minds uh, the concept that Mashiach is coming today. That should be like a given. If you, uh, you know, G'dayla Yisrael have always been, or the, the Tzadike Yisrael, they're really always fully prepared for, for Mashiach's arrival. Um, and we have to prepare for it as well. A lot of people don't, you know, understand Mashiach enough. It's, we don't really know a lot about what's going to be when Mashiach comes. And we don't like unknowns. So therefore, a lot of people... Dafka don't want to think about Mashiach coming because I don't know what does that do with my uh, with my career plans? What does it do with my shidduch plans? What does it do with my uh, I just put in a new kitchen for crying out loud? Am I gonna really uh, you know now can I take that with me? Like what do I do? Like you know I just got through five years of dealing with contractors. I just built a beautiful home. So you know and people really are concerned about that. And uh, so people don't automatically love that ichor of B.S. HaMashiach because it's, it's not that we don't want Mashiach to come. We do, but, you know, we don't understand what's going to be with the world when Mashiach comes. What's my place when Mashiach comes? Right now I sort of got, I know who I am, I know what I am, I know what I have to do. I don't know, when Mashiach comes, what does that mean? They build a base on Mikdash, I have to start worrying about Toma and Taira, I have to start... Uh, you know, relocating to Yisrael. Uh, is there Tchias HaMesim then? Is there no Tchias HaMesim? Are the, are the Rishayim going to be back? Uh, who's going to lead us? Who's really Mashiach? Like, there's so many unknowns that we get confused and therefore it's easier just to believe in the other Yud Beis Ikram and sort of sweep the 13th Ikr under the rug. But it, it's, it's, a, it's an Ikr. It's something that we have to really think about. We have to focus and we have to want. And if we want it, then we could bring it. And if we want it, we'll be, HaKadosh uh, Baruch will show us the way. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a tremendous bracha, Mashiach. It's not supposed to be, 
you know, something scary. It's supposed to be something that we, we're longing for. If you're longing for it, it didn't say to prepare for Mashiach. It says you're supposed to be mitzapilabiyasa. You should eagerly await his coming. That means that it must be an amazing thing when he does come, although it's hard to imagine how the world will, will look and how it will unfold, but we're supposed to excitedly look forward to it. That's the ikr. That's what we're going to be asked. One of the questions when we come up to Shemayim is Tzipisoli Yeshua. Did you wait eagerly for Mashiach's arrival, for, for the redemption? And these are times that, you know, when you see this war and, and it seems like, it does seem like Dik, like somehow. It seems like it's so, it's so unprovoked, it's so strange that he would suddenly go and, you know, go into a country that doesn't want him there and he, he there, there was no pretext even to go in and he, and now the whole world is turning against him and he's dropping crazy bombs and he's threatening nuclear war. It's like, I don't know what's going to be and you know, hopefully there'll be peace very soon because it's really a very scary time. But we don't know. The Rabbi Shalom has plans. The Rabbi Shalom, there are nebuas about this time, about Geigamagig. And we were always told it was going to be, Geigamagig is America and Russia. That's always the way I grew up uh, understanding Geigamagig. And it seems that, you know, something is going in that direction. Again, I don't know how this is going to end, and I'm not trying to build up any, uh, you know, any, any, anything bigger than it is, but we have to wait and see how it unfolds. But our Avai does at least to prepare and to hopefully work on ourselves that if it is times of Mashiach, we have to, we have to be maminim and strong in our amuna and be mitzapel ubiyasai. So I found in uh, the Yalkut Lekach type on this week's parsha how he ties it into the parsha. I don't really know. It's not really Nagay. It's sort of a piece in the middle of a piece. So let's just start from the top and we'll see what he says. Talmidei Shalachavitz Chaim, Harav Yashar Mesaper Besifre. He wrote the classic biography um, on the on the Chavitz Chaim. Talmud of the Chavitz Chaim. Uh, wrote this biography called Chavetz Chaim Chayev Upa'olov. The Chavetz Chaim, his life and his, his activities, his, his accomplishments. So in that Sefer, it's, I think it's a three-volume set, in the, in the second volume it says as follows, Be'emunasai Utzpiyasai L'Mashiach Daimesh L'Hayeshein L'Chavetz Chaim Describing the Chavetz Chaim, it says that his level of emuna, of belief in Mashiach, and awaiting Mashiach's arrival, in Rav Yasher's ex- estimation, there was no second. The Chavetz Chaim had no equal. Not just in his generation, but Bein Sadike Dairis Rabbim. Many, many generations, there wasn't a, a Yid like the Chavetz Chaim that so focused excitedly on the coming of Mashiach. He was like a Chad B'dayrei or Chad B'dayreis. In this regard, this was like one of his major um, mitzvahs, his major themes that he brought to the world. He brought many to the world. The Chavetz Chaim changed the Jewish world forever with his Shemir Salashin and with uh, Mishnah Burah and with so many other, the Kuntresim that he wrote on Shemir Shabbos and about people in the army and, and so many different things. Whenever he saw that there was a, a Tzairach in Klai Yisrael, he filled it. He wrote a book about it, he spoke about it, he spread the word about it. So one of the things that he did was he spread the belief in Mashiach's arrival. 
the Ma'is Rabbis say a mazel b'tfiloisa of Al Dvar Mashiach. He used to he used to shed copious tears in his davening that Mashiach should come. Hare b'chalal mitzvah he l'tzapis le There's a mitzvah to await Mashiach's arrival. Chazal Imrim shebiyim hadin Yisrael call Yehudi tzipis leishud. One of the questions asked of every single Yid, we're going to be asked someday this question, and we better have a good answer. Did you eagerly await the Yeshua? It's one of the questions we're going to ask about if we learned Taira, and if we, uh, you know, if, uh, if we did business honestly, and we're going to ask a, be asked a series of questions. We have to try to you know, give good answers to these questions. If you didn't think your whole life about Mashiach, and you certainly weren't anticipating eagerly his arrival, you know, we're, it's not good. We have to be able to answer this question when it's put to us by the Rabbi Shalom in a positive response. Now, if you want to see what the Chavetz Chaim's take on this question is, he wrote a Kuntras, he wrote one of these uh, small books that he wrote many, many of, dozens of, and it's entitled Sipis Yeshua. If you're interested in learning more about the mitzvah, that would be a go-to place to read about it. Chavetz Chaim is Maruch. He writes a whole contrast about this, this mitzvah of eagerly anticipating Mashiach's arrival. Whenever he was heard speaking about Mashiach, and Rabbi Yeshua says that, and when didn't he? He was always talking about Mashiach. It sounded like he already was hearing the footsteps of Mashiach coming. And he always spoke with a very serious depth to him. And a sweetness of confidence in this happening. When you heard the Chavetz Chaim speak about Mashiach, you believed it. If you hear me speaking about it, but if you hear the Chavetz Chaim, when the Chavetz Chaim spoke about it, the Chavetz Chaim was so dripping with enthusiasm and confidence, and he saw it as such a given that, it, that Mashiach would come, that... It would be uh, you. You would mamish believe it. You would. There was no doubt that he was coming if you would only listen to him speaking about it. There's a place even in the Mishnah Bura. I remember when I was in high school, we got very excited about this Mishnah Bura. I think either Mishnah Bura or Biralacha, but he speaks about and he speaks about certain leap years. I think, and he says, and he gives like a cheshbon of certain leap years, and then he says, but after Tavshin uh, Mem. Vav or something, I don't know the exact year, don't hold me to it, but it was like 1986, we don't have to even give more years because by then Mashiach is for sure going to come. So I remember when I was in high school that year and like we were all like super excited, the Chavetz Chaim wrote that by this year Mashiach is going to come. So, you know, the Chavetz Chaim like wove, injected into his Mishnah Bura that Bitochen and Mashiach's arrival. He meant it, he, he really believed it. And a lot of, there were G'day Le'elam before, there were, you know, there were Nevi'im that predicted, Daniel predicted when Mashiach would come, and, and many, many uh, Rishayim predicted when Mashiach would come, and he, that, that date came and went. And the way to explain it is not that they were wrong, they were right. They made Cheshbonis and they were right, 
It's just that for some reason, Klai Yisrael wasn't zeichet to it. But there were times in history that the world was supposed to get Mashiach. Mashiach wanted to come. He was supposed to come. He was at the doorstep. And we weren't zeichet to him. For some reason, we messed up. But What? Okay. Oh, Chizkiyahu was supposed to be Mashiach, right? The Gemara says that, that HaKashvach wanted to make Chizkiyahu a Melech Mashiach, but uh, he did something wrong. So a lot of times things happen, and uh, you know we, it doesn't pan out the way it should, but it's not that these G'dayla Elam were wrong, it's just that we, we messed up. To Kufa and sometimes he used to say the Chavetz Chaim, Yeser Misha'anu Reitzim Sheyavai, we think that we want Mashiach to come. He says, much more than we want him to come, he wants to come. Meaning we always think of it like, Mashiach is like standing like this, like I'm waiting to prove, for us to, you know, to earn it. No, no, no. He's standing like this. He's waiting. He really eagerly wants to come. He wants to rescue us. He wants to reach. That's his job. He's waiting for that, the signal. He's just waiting. And we're the ones that are supposed to give him the signal. It's supposed to come from our excitement and our energy. But he's not going to come. But unless Klai Yisrael is really waiting for him, he's not going to come. We're going to see a beautiful story about this in a second. But the um, just came to my mind that the Chavetz Chaim put his money where his mouth is. What do I mean by that? Chavetz Chaim, you know, a lot of people preach about Mashiach and he's going to come and we want Mashiach now, whatever. But Chavetz Chaim went and in his, in his yeshiva in Radin, he started what was called a Kachim Kailo. What is a Kachim Kailo? He took the finest Avrechim in Europe. We know a few of the Avrechim. One of the Avrechim was as a young man, uh, Rabbi Khan Wasserman, Hashem Yinkam Damov. And, and, the Panavichirov, Rav Kahneman, uh, was another Avrech. And you can imagine, if these are two Avrechim, you can imagine, I'm sure the rest of the Kail was also quite impressive. He, and, and you have to pay for this. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not cheap to hire the best guns in Europe and to come to your Kail. So instead of learning uh, Yeridea or, or Nashim Nazikin, he wanted these special Avrechim to be learning all day Kachim. And the reason for that is because he said, listen, Mashiach is going to come any minute. He really believed it. And he says, who's going to pask in the Shilas about Kachim when Mashiach comes? Stop and think about that for a second. Let's say Mashiach comes right now. We hear, you know, we, get a, we all get texts and, you know, Mashiach has come. He just announced himself. You know, Yeshiva, we're all matzah. It's, everyone is, you know, going crazy. So now what happens? We all get flown Teretz uh, Yisrael, let's say, and now we have to start tomorrow morning, you know, building the Beis HaMikdash and bringing Karbanis. So, who's, where's Rav Yashua? Yashua is not alive anymore. Who's going to pask in the Shilas of, of, of Toma, of Tyre? We're just learning in Dafyaymi, Toma and Tyre. It's not easy. I'm, I'm learning Dafyaymi, Dick. I'm not even learning it being, but like it's not, it's just you know, you have to know, like, you know, who can touch what, and now, you know, what is, uh, how do you bring a carbon? What does a kain have to do to bring a carbon? How do you shecht a carbon? How do you shecht a bird? How do you do malika? And how do you do shechita and, and, and zrika and kabbalah saddam and, and, uh, and a million halachas? I mean, it's, it's endless. So we have Baruch Hashem Paiskim that know Hilcha Shabbos. 
We have Paiskim that know Hilchas Nida, we have Paiskim that know Hilchas uh, Kashras and Hilchas and, and Yeridei Yashal. But who knows Kachim? Who's going to be able, who's going to be the Paisik that Paskins Kachim? All the Tumma and Tyra Shailas and all of the Tommy May Shailas, all of the, you know, Paraduma Shailas, there's a million things that's going to hit us like a ton of bricks. If you're a Kayin, you have special halachas. If you're a Levi, you have special halachas. Yisrael, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we need Paiskim. So the Chavetz Chaim says, I need to, on myself, make sure that there is Gedailim, that there are Paiskim, that there are Tamid Chachamim, that are fluent. Nashim Nezikin is wonderful. Shav is wonderful. But that's not enough. We need, if we believe that we're going to have Mashiach any minute, we need, we need, we need people that are proficient in the halachas of, 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 of Kachim. So he hired the best guns in, in, in the Lithuanian yeshiva world, and they were learning together Hilchas Kachim. The Gemaris of Kachim, the halachas of Kachim, the Chavitz Chaim wrote like a riff on Hilchas Kachim. I think it's called Lukute Halachas. And it's only Kachim. He took, he took out Alacha of all the Sugis and Kachim and he put it together like the Rift does with his, his Pirish on the rest of Shas. There's no Rift on Kachim. So Chavetz Chaim wrote a Rift on Kachim. These are, uh, this is, so the Chavetz Chaim didn't just speak about it. The Chavetz Chaim Mamish had to raise a lot of money to get the best Tamid Chachamim to go and delve into these Sugis. And then, you know, I don't know how long the Kaya lasted for, but. You know, eventually, uh, most of them, I mean, the Holocaust happened, and, you know, I, that was that. But, uh, but that gives you just a, a little bit of understanding about how Chavetz Chaim really felt it and meant it, and he, and he was planning for it, he was preparing the world for it by, by himself writing Svaraman Kachim, writing Tzipis Lishua, and also making sure that there will be Tamid Chachamim, you know, we have today. We do have a lot of tamidacham that are actually Isaac and Kachim. You know, you have all the briskers and all the shivas that are like brisk. I'm sure in Lakewood there's chaburis learning Kachim and 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 you know. So Baruch Hashem, hopefully you know we will will be will be okay. But you know, I, I always thought that Rabbi Yashu would be the one that, to pass in the shilas of of Kachim because he, he knew mamish everything. Hopefully, Kanievsky will be will be here to greet Mashiach, um, but. That is, uh, that if you're thinking about Mashiach, that would be a, a thing that would keep you up at night. Like, what's going to be when Mashiach comes? Like, how are we going to know what to do? Okay. Mesaprim, I just want to finish after this. Mesaprim shachavitz chayim hayenoichach b'shosh netzige ha'kila ha'yehudis b'brisk delita bo el ha'gain ha'neider ab Yosef dayv salvechik im ksavra bonus b'yadam uvikshu ki yiyelahem l'rav. This is a well-known story. The Chavetz Chaim was alive. This happened, you know, it's a Chiddush, the Chavetz Chaim was alive. The Chavetz Chaim was born in the 18, um, must have been born around 1830-ish, give or take. And, which is very early, by the way. The Chavetz Chaim was Nifter in, in 1840. Right, he was Nifter in 1933. So 18... And 93 about, whatever, different chilke days. But anyway, he was born in 1840. That's very early. Like, you know, we, we imagine the Chavetz Chaim is much later because he had such a rich Yom and he, was, he died not so long ago. 1933 is not, you know, he's not even, he wasn't even Nifter 100 years ago. He was Nifter about, you know, whatever, 90, 91 years ago or something. But 
but he was born very early, 18, like that puts him like at, you know, at a much earlier tkufa, if you think about it, he was like alive when the, you know, with the Nitziv and the Beis Alevi and, uh, um, you know, that whole, uh, uh, you know, it puts him in, in a, maybe even the Chasim Sefer, maybe they may have overlapped the Mashu, I'm not sure, but um, he, he was very early, very early. And um, so he was alive during the time that the Beis HaLevi was offered the position of Brisk. The, the Beis HaLevi was a rob in the city of Slutsk. And then they offered him the Balabatim of Brisk. Brisk was a very big, very prominent city, city that many G'daylam were Rabbanim throughout the, millenn- throughout the centuries. Uh, you know, the, Rabbi Yeshua Leib Diskin was a rub there, and there were Rishayim that were Rabbanim of Brisk. It was a very, very prominent community, a large community, and they came, came with the Ksav Rabbanus to the, to the Beis HaLevi, of Yosef Daiv HaLevi Salvechi, and they said, we want you to be Rav of the city of Brisk. So, Petchila Sir of Yosef Daiv, what happened was, originally, the Beis HaLevi refused. He said, no, thank you, I'm, I'm happy where I am. He left Slutsk already, and then he said, you know, I, I want to just like sort of retire, I'm not going to be in the rabbinate anymore. One of the people that were trying to impress on him the importance of accepting the position said to the Beis HaLevi, Rebbe, how could you refuse us? There's 25,000 Yidin in the city of Brisk that are waiting for you for your arrival. We're expecting you to come to Brisk. 25,000 Jews. And these words, these simple few words, made the Beis HaLevi shudder. He turned to his Rebetzin, the Karab is and he called out with eagerness, Ha'ili na, Vigishi li maheresa itzdala, Vesastrimal shali. He says, Please quickly get for me my coat, get for me my strimal, Nelat sanilalachas. I decided that we're going to go. Going to take them up on this offer. They made me an offer I can't refuse. Why? If 25,000 Yidin are expecting me to come, it's not right that I should have such a big congregation of Yidin that are expecting me to come, and I say, no, can't do that to Yidin. That many Yidin, it's too, it's too much. I can't, I can't stop that, that momentum, that wave of, 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 of numbers. The sheer numbers is too overwhelming. I can't say no to them. So, you know, you and I hear this story. Okay, it's a nice story. I'll, you know, try to remember that. Listen to the way the Chafetz Chaim looked at this story. The Chafetz Chaim heard the story and he gave a big krecht. He groaned deeply. He was sad from this story. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yashaber was not able to hold back because 25,000 Jews are waiting. 
you don't think if the, if the Beis HaLevi was so gechap by this, so certainly Mashiach would be also on his way. He would put also his, his, his kapata and his shreimalan and, and start coming to, greet, to, to, to free Klai Yisrael, to redeem Klai Yisrael, if he would know that what? That the massive amounts of Yidin were really honestly awaiting his arrival. Biram, however, ha'asein hu, the tragedy here is, she'klal Yisrael ena mechakalai. Lamaisa, it must be that Klai Yisrael is not expecting him. They're not waiting for him. Yeah, sure, we, we daven, but it's lip service. We say, We're waiting for you. We're anticipating your rebeloni. If it would really, be really true that we would really want Mashiach, that we, we meant it when we daven that, but it's not true. We're not, we're not waiting for him. He started shedding tears, crying, because there's no 25,000 people waiting for, the, for Mashiach. If there were 25,000 people, he would come also. If the base Alevi was, uh, you know, was, was animated and excited and, and he was galvanized to come because there were 25,000 waiting for him, so Mashiach, so the Chavaz Chaim also would come if there were 25,000. there aren't 25,000 waiting for him. There's a Chavetz Chaim, and then there's a few Yechidim here and there, and then if we really, really wanted Mashiach to come, each and every one of us, and we meant it when we said it, and, uh, you know, and we say it, we say it multiple times in davening, and then the Ani Mamins, and we're always saying that we're waiting for Mashiach. If it's true, if we really all meant it, Maybe this classroom alone, whoever, whoever is in here, the 10, 15 people in here, in this room, we might ourselves be able to bring Mashiach. Who knows? But the, 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 the secret, the dark secret is that as much as we say that we want him, we don't really know if we want him. Chavetz Chaim really wanted him. And there are people that really, really want him Hayyim today. But... But many people, many people, unfortunately, we, you know, we daven, we say it, and we talk about it, we preach about it, and we, 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 we claim that we want him, but it's unfortunately not always the truest uh, thing that we want him. So it's something, these are tkufas that we're living in that are very challenging tkufas. It's challenging, but we have to, uh, you know, we have to think about Mashiach when we, when we hear news stories like we're hearing, and they're frightening, and they're, it's, you know, it's it's these are not normal times. These are like like and and these wars could really. It's not so hard to see Rachmaninoff how it could really spiral out of control. You're you're pinning, you know, this the head of Russia into a corner. The whole world is against him. He's not going down. He's not like waving any white flags. That's not that's not his personality type. He's threatening nuclear bombs. And Rachmaninoff, you know, we shouldn't have nightmares over this. And hopefully. It will pass, and Rabbi Hashem will save us from this like he does with everything else. But, you know, it's not so hard to see how this Mohammed could really inflate in a very, very quick way, very quickly. And everybody's trying to, you know, dance around it and, and, and do things in a roundabout way, but there might come a point that it has to be more direct, and then we really have to... But 
we have to daven that there should be a, a quick and, and very uh, good outcome to this and that all the yidin there and the chlal people there should be safe and, and, and be free. And, uh, but in terms of the, the bigger picture, the more uh, the Klai Yisrael Dika outlook on it is that if it is the Mashiach's footsteps or, and, and maybe this is Mashiach knocking on the door, we have to be ready to answer the door. We have to think now in these times um, about Mashiach coming and we have to eagerly anticipate him, like which is the mitzvah b'chlal. And, uh, and we have to, like Chaim says, we have to be marba to Taira, b'tfila. We have to daven more. We have to learn better and more. And the Mirza Hashem, the Rabbi Hashem, should send Mashiach to us. Amen.